Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. If you've not listened to the podcast before, then we start off by having a bit of a catch up and sharing something we've been really loving from the past week. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant, something that a lot of people are probably thinking about, but might not be discussing. How exciting is it that this week we actually have something different to discuss other than just lockdown? It snowed. Oh my God, wait, did, has it snowed since last week? Yeah. Jeez, it feels like the longest week ever, but wasn't it so exciting? I woke up on Sunday morning. I pulled, I heard the kid downstairs in the flat below running going, Mommy, Mommy, can we go outside? And I just lay, I was lying in bed and I was like, oh my God. And I pulled back the shutters and they were the biggest chunks of snow I have seen in years. It was glorious. I do not remember. I don't, in like my living memory, don't remember seeing that much snow in the UK. Like ever. It was so, so deep here. And it stayed for like two days afterwards as well. Yeah, it stayed for us. Other than when we got the beast from the east a couple of years ago. I've not seen snow like that for ages. It was like proper, the type of snow that you put your boots on and you go outside and it crunches as you yeah. walk on it. Yeah. Oh, it was glorious. It was so, so nice. I couldn't believe it. And it just snowed for hours. Oh, it was so peaceful. And and then the next day it was blue sky. So it was like blue sky glistening, but still white and snowy. It was amazing. And it almost felt normal because we went for a walk and there were loads of families out building snowmen and having snowball fights. But naturally you're socially distanced when you do that um and so to hear everyone out and laughing and just having fun was so nice and we were having a snowball fight and we made friends with several dogs including a husky puppy who had oh never seen snow before that's amazing yeah it was amazing she was jumping up and catching the snowballs it was brilliant taylor actually laid down in the snow in shorts as well because you always wear shorts and made a snow angel that's cold I know. It's really cold. He, he is every time we go out he still wears shorts that you can tell he's from florida because it can be minus whatever and he's still wearing shorts <laughs> <laughs> amazing it's just so nice to wake up and have something different as like the perfect distraction and to know it made me feel all like a kid again i was so excited to come home and then have like a hot chocolate and a jacket potato and get all cozy oh it was the dream it felt like christmas again <laughs> Yeah, it did. Like, it was just such a treat. I don't, I don't think it's going to snow again, given that it's now a bit warmer. But, you know, it's just something to break up the monotony of lockdown. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you reminded me that the snow was in the past week. Because I was going to say the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the past week is that I got a standing desk. <laughs> oh, that is quite exciting. Do you use it, though? Because I've had a standing desk and I was very bad at standing up and using it. I mean, I've only, I've literally had it for two days. But, um... <laughs> 
I use it all the time, but I think I've had it in previous jobs and I used it all the time then. When I was working in Australia, they had every desk was electric and it you Oh, could just, I had one of those. Yeah. So I just I used it all the time. And I think because I've I'm getting this leg pain from sitting in my chair too much. So now I'm consciously making an effort to stand and it's been a game changer. That is pretty cool. I I do think like if we're working from home long, long term, I might need to rethink my desk situation (laughs) because I keep walking towards the sofa. I get cold and I'm like, I just want to snuggle up on the sofa. And then I'm sitting like cross-legged lying back on a sofa. And I'm like, this is not the optimum posture. Yeah, it's one of those things that gets to a point and it's just worth investing in. Yeah, but that is kind of exciting. Even even my normal life standards, that's kind of exciting. Lockdown standards, that's like party time. It is, but I would never have a standing desk if we weren't in lockdown and at home. So <laughs> swings <laughs> and roundabouts. But <laughs> um, what have you been up to apart from the snow? really not a lot a lot of reading I read the Thursday Murder Club I loved it yes it was the perfect escapism um just I think I read it in like two or three days I read it so quickly really pleased there's a second one coming out in the autumn yeah um yeah your recommendation was spot on loved it (laughs) oh I love that um speaking of recommendations though do you want to kick off with yours this week Yeah, so this week it's a documentary from me. Um, It's one that's on the BBC and it has been out for quite a while. I kept seeing it advertised to me as something you might like. So as a quick trigger warning, I am now going to discuss eating disordered and disordered eating. So if that is a topic that um, you don't feel you can or you want to listen to, please just skip my recommendation and head straight over onto Helly's. Um, We'll leave a timestamp in the show notes as to when this discussion ends. Um, And... I'd planned on watching it and then this week I was like, oh, I'll just give it a go. And it is Freddie Flintoff's documentary, Living with Bulimia. So he, um, it's about an hour long and in it he discusses what it's like for him living with bulimia. So he very frankly discusses his own eating disorder and his experience of living with bulimia for the past kind of like 20, 25 years. And he talks about when it started. Um, and I... I know that we often say that the way that the media talk about celebrities and people generally is awful, but he was saying how at the age of like 20, in his early 20s, the media were like, oh, fat Flintoff, you do all right for a fat bloke, don't you? All of this, he was the country's most successful cricketer. And the kind of hate that was levelled at him because of his weight did go on to trigger his eating disorder. Mm. and that in itself I was just like it it blew my mind not blew my mind in that I didn't know it happened but I was like god it's I think sometimes we all forget the correlation between the words we say and the impact it has on someone's life yeah um but the documentary goes on and he talks about how he personally has never sought help for it and he feels like it's under control and you really see his journey over the course I think it's shot over about 12 to 18 months and his kind of changes in perception and him learning more about bulimia and speaking to other young men who are in the same position because it's like one in four people with eating disorders are men but often eating disorders are portrayed as like a a woman's problem or a problem that faces young girls um and that that isn't always true so it's really interesting I feel like I learned so much and it was so 
um, is such an important thing to talk about. And I have so much respect for him for being so candid, to, for talking about something that he isn't recovered from and that he's still living with. Mm. Um, now, that's that's fascinating. I actually didn't know that um, he suffered with an eating disorder at all. I haven't even heard about this documentary, but that's so true. I feel like eating disorders are seen as something that women suffer with and it's just mm. it's just not true and I think having that conversation and him being brave enough to talk about it yet yeah, when it's still it's still very much part of his life I think that's I feel like that will do wonders for a lot of men out there who are suffering with similar and feel like they can't speak out for sure and he speaks to a couple of professionals throughout it and one of them says how it's really common for male athletes in particular um, and he kind of talks through his boxing, uh, his cricket career, sorry, but then he goes on to speak about his boxing career, which he's not as well known as for. He did it briefly after cricket, um, but he then said about how that, how so many of the decisions to go into boxing were completely linked with his eating disorder. Um, which again, like you just, you just see how this has affected every corner of his life. And I think it really shines a light on the fact that you can be a high functioning person but still be suffering with a mental illness that is having a horrendous impact on your life and it just serves as a reminder again that you you don't know what someone else is going through um and he touches in it on about the fact that he's like well my life's pretty good so if this is my one thing I have to face I can live with that and I think that's the mindset a lot of people have but they kind of say to him yeah but you don't have to yeah, that's a really sad mindset to have. Like, I don't yeah. feel like anyone should feel like they have to put up with it because everything else is fine. So this is just my cross to bear. Yeah, and it was it was just really eye opening, and to hear um, such a prominent kind of athlete, male athlete in particular, talk about this, I just think it's a really important documentary, and I would urge everyone to go and give it a watch. It's on the BBC, so you can get it on iPlayer. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to check that out actually. Yeah what um what's your recommendation so my recommendation this week is a podcast and it's called mindset mentor and Ooh. i've become addicted to it so part of my new year's resolution was to basically make more time for myself in the day because i just felt like i was working and giving 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 and i wanted a, just a small part of the day that was just like for me so in the mornings, I'm trying to go to the gym or I listen to a podcast. I just do something literally for half an hour that makes me feel like I've spent some time not on my phone and doing something. And one of those things is I've started listening to this podcast and um, it's hosted by Rob Dial, who um, he's a motivational coach. He's got this huge social media following, I think like two million followers um, and he started off as a coach for like business professionals, entrepreneurs, um, but he's now kind of taken his knowledge from those areas and you, like the business mindset and is talking about how you can adjust your mindset in small ways to to kind of lead the life that you want on a day to day basis. And it's just I mean, he's American and it's very kind of over the top <laughs> American and it does take a little while to adjust to. But now I almost feel like 
his motivation is infectious. Like I listen to it and they're only 20 minutes long, like 20 minutes or less. Some of them are only 15 minutes. So it's really easy, like bite-sized podcast to listen to in the morning. And it just sets me up for the day. Like I listen to him talk and he talks about making really small changes. Like the one I listened to yesterday morning was about just starting your day on the front foot. He was saying like athletes, when they're at the starting line, they're leaning forward, they're not leaning backwards. That's because that's the biggest advantage they can give themselves. So it's like, what advantages can you give yourself in your day to day to make things easier? It's, it's things like lay your clothes out the night before so you don't spend 10 minutes in front of the wardrobe deciding what to pick. Or if you want to go on a run, put your clothes out ready for that and then set up your coffee machine so it's ready for when you come back. He's like optimizing your time and making those small changes really shifts your mindset and how you go through the day. And I think it's just so it's fascinating to see someone who's come from the business world then apply those mindset shifts to kind of day to day life. And I think there's a lot of valuable little bits of information that people can take from it. Sounds like a really nice like reset as well, especially in January when your motivation's kind of waning a little bit and you're kind of struggling to get going, like ways that you can just make your days feel a bit easier. Because I do agree, like if you set your clothes out the night before or you, you know, get your, if you know what you're going to have for breakfast the next morning or like when you need to wash your hair, if you do it the night before, <laughs> all of those little things do make a difference when you can just get up and your morning is more streamlined and there's not as much like friction in your routine by time you sit down to start working you're just a little bit less stressed yeah and you just feel like you've accomplished a lot already because you've been more efficient and I mean his podcasts aren't just about that I mean if you've listened to last week's episode of ours um he also has similar episodes on um like perfectionism um how you can optimize your life um he talks about things like when you see on social media or how I quit my job and I travel the world. And he's like, that's, that's crap. That's not something that's obtainable for most people. Here are some changes you can make to live the life you want to lead. And then, mm. and it sounds so dramatic over the top, but actually he's really talking about small shifts to make your day better. He's, he's even talking about if you're, if you drive to work and there's a more scenic route that you can take that might be five minutes longer, but if that's going to put you in a better mindset for your day, why don't you do it? Just little things like that that you would never usually consider, but he really makes you think about them. And they're really short episodes, so they're easy to listen to if you're eating breakfast in the morning or on your lunch break. I love the sound of that. That would be a really nice thing to listen to as well when you're getting ready in the mornings. I've got a new week resolution as of Monday. I'm going to try and start getting dressed properly again and putting on makeup and maybe brushing my hair because at the moment I'm not doing those things do you know what? It's not making me feel great. So that would be a really great thing to listen to just while I'm like pepping myself up to start the day on the right foot. Yeah, definitely. I think it leads really nicely onto this week's topic as well. So this week we wanted to have a chat about motivation and kind of getting your mojo back when you're feeling kind of sluggish and you're feeling kind of a bit fed up maybe and all the things you usually enjoy and that you feel really geared up to do kind of just not feeling like that like it's such a normal feeling particularly in the middle of winter particularly in the middle of another lockdown um and it's definitely something we've been feeling and kind of when we're we're chatting to other people they feel the same so 
we wanted to just have a bit of a discussion about the ways we're trying to just make some changes so it doesn't feel quite as demotivating um and so we can enjoy the things that we otherwise really enjoy yeah definitely I feel like it's really hard to have a conversation about motivation at the moment because where we are like physically emotionally like financially it's so hard to move forward so if you're someone who's a really naturally motivated person like life feels so stagnant right now like there's just it feels really hard to kind of see a way forward I think and I know definitely that that's really what I've been struggling with just feeling like even though I really want to do something there's there's not a lot I can do Mm, no I totally get that and I think we all need to start by giving ourselves a bit of a break when it comes to that because when you think of the start of a year normally it's when you get excited for the rest of the year maybe you're planning holidays or you're planning days out or you know then if you're not and you're just staying home then that in itself is a novelty whereas we don't have that this year and I think that's definitely played in for like me why I've lost some of my motivation um because there isn't a lot of inspiration right now there's not a lot of differentiation between days but what I found really helped is that all of the things I was like oh I don't feel motivated just took a bit of a break from them particularly if they are creative and it was almost like okay I'm going to give myself some time to get a fresh perspective I'm just going to sit in this space for a little while and just let it happen to me and then I will move on because I think sometimes when you're trying to like you're missing that headspace like I want to fight not feeling motivated but I don't have the motivation to kind of get back into it and it can just feel it can make you feel really crap about yourself yeah I think it's almost like being in a bit of a what creative rut but just generally even if there's things that you usually enjoy and you're feeling in a bit of a rut with them it's almost like giving yourself a chance to to miss it like give yourself a break and realize why Mm. you loved it in the first place yeah totally like remind yourself of like why you originally got inspired yeah exactly and I feel like it's really I feel like it's really kind of important to point out that if you are someone who's feeling really kind of cooped up and the lack of motivation is really getting you down that's probably because you are a naturally motivated person Mm. and you like to have goals and things that you're working towards So I feel like recognizing in yourself that that's actually that's a really valuable part of your character. And that's great that you are such a motivated person who likes to work towards goals. And maybe it's almost it's reassuring to know that that's such an ingrained part of your character that you're missing it when you're not able to do it. And as a consequence, I'm sure when you are able to do it again, it, it will come back. That's the thing, isn't it? Like you've been motivated up until this point and it's so normal to have drop-offs in motivation. I think sometimes we all think that motivation is what gets us through and does everything, but actually it's habits. Like if you're in a, if you're in a good habit of doing something, that's going to be what makes you do the workout all the time, even when you're not motivated. When the motivation kind of drops off, you just need to have a way of going, okay, that's fine. And either you stick with the habit or you take a break. But if you're feeling unmotivated right now, don't give yourself a hard time for it because it's so normal and it will come back. Like if you weren't a motivated person, you wouldn't be feeling crap because you don't feel motivated now. Yeah. And I'd read somewhere that it can take, I think it's three months for to develop a new habit. So if you, I don't know, started a new, a new goal or you had some sort of new year's resolution and you've hit the end of January and you're just like, 
I'm really struggling with this. This is really hard. Why is it not coming to me easier? You haven't developed that habit yet. And I think Mm -hmm. it's more important to keep going rather than giving up. And so if you've said, oh, I want to do, I want to work out four times a week, reduce it to two, like still keep the habit there, still do what you want to do, but just make it a bit more manageable. Yeah. That's how you're going to get it in into becoming a habit. For sure. I think it really links in with perfectionism, like we were saying last week. I've in the past been someone who's gone like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat really healthily from now on. And then you have a day where you're busy and you end up just grabbing like a slice of toast, toast for lunch or then you order dinner in because you don't have time to cook and then you kind of have to say okay but that was one day and instead of falling off the wagon and going okay it's totally pointless like if I can't do it perfectly I'm just not going to do it at all and giving up you then gotta go okay I'm human I slipped up let's carry on and just focus on like the why I think that's when you're feeling that you don't have that motivation and you don't have that kind of get up and go about something going back to that why for like why you started why it makes you feel good is such a positive place to start because you're looking at what you have rather than what you don't have. Yeah, definitely. I think finding out that that why, like what drives you is really important to keep motivated. Um, But I think what you were saying there and how it's linked to perfectionism and kind of feeling like you've, you've failed your goals if you slip up once I think a really great way to kind of tackle those dips in motivation is setting achievable goals like I love a good list and nothing makes me feel more motivated than when I can tick some nice easy tasks off so like empty the dishwasher put the laundry on I don't know tidy up the living room just tasks that will only take me a couple of minutes or 10 minutes but I can tick them off really quickly. And if I do that, I don't know, some point in the morning, it makes me feel so much more motivated because I feel like I've achieved a lot already, even though they're only small tasks. And then that kind of picks up my motivation and kind of propels me through the rest of the day. I always find that's a really helpful, like quick win to pull the motivation back if I'm struggling. Yeah. And the other thing I try and do is if I'm having a day where I'm struggling, I just focus on like one or two things that I want to achieve that day. Like, whatever happens, they're the things I'm going to achieve. Instead of looking at a to-do list with 30 things on it, I'm like, right, what are the things that I have to do today? But also, what are the things on my list that I'm putting off? Like, you know, in the expression, I eat the frog. Yeah. Just like, is it that email that's in your inbox that you really want to give the time to read, but you haven't had a chance yet, and you know you need to look at it, and you know you need to go back, but you haven't quite really, like, haven't quite worked out what you want to say? Just spend 20 minutes doing it because then you've got that hit of like I've ticked something off my list and also the thing you thought was going to be horrendous will not be as bad as you think it will be or it will be in which case you need to get on with it and solve it (laughs) yeah and then you've got it out the way at the start of the day and you can get on with the other stuff you prefer yeah and then you just got that confidence boost as well it's like if that's the thing you hate or you're not very good at and you've managed to tick that off think what else you can do yeah bonus yeah and linking to that keep track of what you do achieve. I I don't know, for some people, a diary or a journal works, but I feel stressed and like I have to commit too much if I've got to write loads. But um, I use a habit tracker and I just have, I think there's like 12 things on there, um, ranging from things I really like 
a bigger chunk of my day so like working out or going for a walk even to little things like did I make sure I didn't eat any dairy today or did I have any chocolate and if I can tick those things off at the end of every day I go through my list and just tick off my habits on what I've have or haven't done throughout the day and I think being able to keep track of actually what I have achieved and what I set out to achieve makes me feel so much more positive because I've actually done a lot more than I I thought I did it kind of goes back to when we've spoken about celebrating those small wins and those small wins are what makes me more motivated especially at the moment as well I feel a bit like the days can go past so slowly or so quickly like some days are really crazy busy and you don't feel like you stop and other days just kind of all blur together and you don't feel like you necessarily achieve a lot so I found just like writing down the little things that I need to tick off has like really helped for that exact reason of being able to tick it off and go yeah I've actually achieved that when you're having a day where you feel like you've not achieved anything you've probably done quite a bit but when you're moving that quickly, it's hard to remember that. And then you kind of go, okay, so even when I feel unproductive, I'm still being productive. So then it gives you that kick again and you kind of go around in that more positive cycle. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it links really well to to like having a bit of positive self-talk, which definitely does take a lot of practice. But I think if you can get into the habit of like consciously like saying to yourself, oh, well done, you've you've really you've achieved this today or you've finished off that thing that you've been putting off for ages I think rather than just like you said just getting something finished and moving on because you're in such a hurry actually pausing and saying no well done like you've actually you've ticked that off and it's something you've been meaning to do for ages that's a really good achievement I feel like it's a I don't know positive self-talk is only something that I've kind of come across over the past year or so and I feel like it can have such a like positive change to your own mental outlook if you Mm. can really get into the habit of doing it well definitely the other thing as well is I think human beings get bored easily like we all get bored easily so Mm. sometimes when you're thinking like oh I'm really unmotivated maybe it's more that you're just bored so like if you're someone who loves to read every night but you're not very motivated at the moment change the book you're reading or if you're not feeling working out all the time like you normally do try a different workout or take a different walk on like take a different route when you're doing your walk or try a different meal you know try a brand new fruit or veg you've never tried before like change it up a little bit because it gets exciting again then because the initial motivation you had was in part excitement so if you haven't got that anymore you need to find a way to reintroduce it yeah and I think like on the flip side of that maybe ask yourself what's demotivating you what's making you feel unmotivated throughout your day and can you cut that thing out or reduce it so we've been saying obviously how how difficult it is to get up early in the winter when it's dark and cold and if that's something that you're just not enjoying about your day even though you're usually really motivated to jump out of bed early and get loads of stuff done if if that's not something you feel motivated to do right now then just make a change and I don't know instead stay in bed and read a book or just have a bit more you time like me listening to the podcast in the morning rather than getting straight stuck into work the morning's something that I really struggle with in the winter so I've made changes to to suit me and to make me to put me in a better mindset for the rest of my day by how I start my morning I've done similar because I love waking up early normally like when it's bright outside and I can go and go for a bit of a walk or I can work out and 
get ready at a leisurely pace and that just makes me feel like I've had a bit of my time before I start work rather than rolling out of bed and going straight to my desk yeah but yeah when it's dark and cold I don't I don't want to do that so instead I'm like okay I'm gonna get a coffee and I'm gonna sit in bed and read so I'm still like treating myself it's still a nice experience when I wake up but it's just something I'd rather do than like go out in the dark for a run because that's not my bag (laughs) yeah and then when it gets lighter again then you can shift your routine again it's just how it suits you and it gives you that little kick in the morning however you want to do it depending on the time of year or what suits but I feel like that wraps it up nicely for this week hopefully this episode gave you maybe a little dose of motivation or maybe some ideas of just how you can change your daily routine to find a little bit of that motivation that we've all been struggling struggling to find during lockdown and during winter Um, but as always if you have any tips that you want to share we would love to hear them so please do um, send us a message you can email us which is growthinprogresspod at gmail.com or you can head on over to our Instagram page which is at growthinprogresspod and we like to think of that as our positive little corner on the internet so make sure to give it a follow please don't forget to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now it makes a huge difference and we're really grateful in the meantime have a great week we hope you're all safe And we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.